lot of times in this walk, what do you want to have? Remember a long time ago we preached on um, faith or kind of like works or performance. And the, the other day, and I really don't, I'm not just saying it because I'm a pastor, I really, really don't watch, um, oh, it's kind of interesting at times, they really do some unusual things. Uh, America's Got Talent. And at one time they had this juggler, and he would juggle knives and fire, and he'd judge him from his thin, his chin to his nose to his forearm. It was kind of impressive. But one time he went out there and just juggling away. It's kind of like life, you know. I can probably handle one ball, at least I think I can, and maybe two balls, and they throw him another one, and he's handling that, and he throw him another one, and he's handling all these things. And then all of a sudden they throw him another one, and he just misses it, and down it goes, and the people go, <clears throat> because he dropped it one time. I'm so glad that God doesn't <clears throat> every time I draw. So if you're kind of like exhausted with juggling life, juggling problems yourself, your own walk, whatever you're, you're into, your bills, whatever thing, here's, here's what to do. Are you watching me? Here's what you do. God, just let, them, just let them all go. Just let them all go and say, God, I'm just going to try to serve you and live for you. And what is, is, and what was, was, and you know everything. You're the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the end. Because it's a trick of the enemy to just get you all psyched and pumped and trying to do these unbelievable, and you can't. You just can't do them. You know, just like you think you can do one. Well, you can't. Just let them hit the ground and serve God. I mean, the enemy does that all the time. It gets you stirred up and gets you fired up, and you just think you've got to start juggling everything for God. And forget it. We just can't. I'm now in my 60s, saved in my 20s. I thought I'd be a spiritual giant by now, but I have a flesh that just refuses to leave me alone. I have a flesh that seems to always rise up and try to dampen and slow my walk and trip me up and slow me down, pull me down, drag me down. And it's a constant fight. It's a war. And that's the way it's going to be. That's the war that's in us. The flesh and the spirit war daily. So tonight we just want to look a little bit into uh, the eternal, not so much the external. We put a lot of time in the external of things, whether it's your flower beds or your face or whatever it is. It's the internal, internal. And Ephesians 3.20 simply states, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Christianity is a, in us an eternal thing. It's a heart thing. This moving of the Spirit of God must be in us because we're weak, we're frail, we fail all the time. It's like a tire that's just constantly losing air and wants to go flat all the time. Even if it's just sitting in the garage doing nothing, it can go flat. And so the Spirit of God, we must be refreshed with it constantly over and over through repentance. God, I'm sorry for my lack of this or whatever. Lord, just fill me up with the presence of Almighty God. And the Scripture tells us that God can not only do more than we ask, not only more than we think, but exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And I think the majority of us probably here tonight, I would have to say our God is too small in our eyes. We let the various things just weigh us down and bring us into doubt and discouragement. And God is a huge God, a wonderful, a wonderful God. God is able to do this now, not so much in the heavens. Everything will be perfect there. 
Here is where we need the strength of the Comforter. Here is where we need filled with the Spirit of Almighty God. Here is where we need to be inflated with the power of God. In heaven, we'll see Him face to face. We'll be like Him. It'll be great. The war will be over in heaven. Now, Ephesians 3.16 says this, that He would grant you, this is me and you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. And that's what uh, I hope happens tonight, that you can sit there and just be honest and say, man, I'm exhausted. Whether you're the juggler or whatever it is, or you're uh, just uh, exhausted with yourself and your attempt to serve God or life in general, we need the Spirit of God to come inside of us and just strengthen us. Give us that which we need when we go back out into the world and the bombardment starts, whether it's in our own mind or whatever it is, God, I'll have the strength to be that which you've called me to be. This is what we got to have, this strength, God says in Ephesians, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We are in need of this strengthening. In need of it, all of us are, to be able to continue this walk. All of us at one point in time, if not many times, thought, man, we're just going to hang this thing up. It's just too hard. I'm not bothering. Even, even though, you know, you just might say that and don't mean it. It's just sometimes it seems to mount up in us like this. And so we need this strengthening that can only come from the Spirit of Almighty God. And I'm going to count on that tonight. That God truly, by faith, when we acknowledge, Lord, I can't do this without you, I must be strengthened by the Spirit of God. You must move inside of me this eternal thing, this power, this source of power that's completely different, that gives men courage to rebuke sin, to cast down evil imaginations, to try again, to go for it again. This is what we want. This request tonight, or by the Ephesians, for that power in, in Christian life. If Christianity just becomes a list of roles and advice and do's and don'ts, then it's pretty dry. It's pretty powerless. We have to have the moving of the Spirit of God where whatever habitual thing that you are into, that you're snared by, caught by, and you go before God, you've got to believe that God has the power to deliver you from that that God will strengthen you, that you could pull down those evil imaginations if you are given to that, given to discouragement, given to hatred, whatever it is, given to lust, that God has the power to come inside of you to bring that power straight from the throne of God, and you can pull those things down. This is what Christianity is. If it just comes to rules of do's and don'ts, then we're most miserable. We must have the moving of the Spirit of God. Micah says this, and let's say this by faith tonight. Micah 3.8 says, But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his transgressions and to Israel his sin. Listen, if you are a true believer, you have this power in you. I don't care what you feel like, like right now. I don't care what you've been like right now. Like saw the second part of Dawn's song, Remember, I can't remember how it went, but I just loved it. I don't care whose bed you've been sleeping in. If you rise up and ask for me, he said, I'll come to you. I'll wash you clean. And this is what we're going to look for tonight. We want to, by faith, say, God, I want to realize and recognize who lives in me. Who truly lives in me. Not a rules, 
of don't do not a little fact sheet one Jesus two God three Holy Ghost no I want to I want a realization I want the blinders ripped off I want to claim it by faith and believe it and walk in it or else I'll be moved by my moods and attitudes or if we're happy today or not today and we got to and and the way the world's going there's not going to be too many grand days listening to a couple commentaries in my office. Um, Mike Huckabee, towards the end of his commentary, says, it's not a gun problem, not a Hollywood problem, it's a sin problem. It's a sin problem. I mean, they're just saying it right now on TV. Glenn Beck, I, know, I don't know where he is with God. I think he's a Mormon and all that stuff, but I think he's being drawn by the Spirit of God, and maybe someday he'll really, he'll really grasp it. But he was saying there is a hole in America's soul. And that's exactly the times that you and I are living in. And so this strength that we have, it must come from God. And this word power does mean strength. When Micah said, I am full of power. And you ought to say that even though you're sitting there and you're feeling like the weakest thing or the worst day in your life, you still should say by faith because the Spirit of God hasn't left you because you're bummed out or exhausted or whatever. Whatever, whatever you want to just call yourself. But by faith, we can say, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. And that word power means strength. In Judges 16, 6, Delilah, Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein is thy great strength? Same word. Wherein is thy great power? That's the same word that Micah says, I am truly full of this strength. Samson's not the only one that had it. Micah had it. And you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and power. You have it. This is in us. It resides in us. This is the eternal Christianity inside of us. Judges 13, 24 says, And the woman bore a son, called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. 25 says, And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times. This is what we need. This is how we are. We are to be moved by the Spirit of God, not by attitudes or whatever, not by everything's wonderful today. Moved by the Spirit of God, the eternal Spirit that lives inside of us. And uh, 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 Samson means like the sun. Now, it's S-U-N, but you can get the parallel. They named him. You're supposed to be like Christ. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Look, I, I'm not the greatest thing God ever saved. <laughs> I'm just not, and I know that. But nevertheless, I am saved, and the Spirit of God does dwell in me. It does. It's in me. This is the Word of God. And Paul is saying that to Christians, just like I'm saying to you, know you not that you're the temple of God? What made you the temple of God? When God decided to move in, you are now my abode. You're now my home. God in you. And we need to learn to, to uh, ask God for that help that we need, that he's, he's in us and that we can do the various things that we need to do. We're all individuals with this personal Savior that we need to have personal needs met at times, power at times, to override something that might not bother Lorraine, but it does me. The Spirit of God inside of us. 
I think Paul could tell us that now. Know you not that you're the temple? I mean, because the way we are is just, oh, it's just weak. Colossians 2, 9 says, for in him, listen to this, for in him who, who dwells in you, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him. In God, which is in you. Literally, we don't need anything else. What else do you need? No, just a little bit more money or a little nicer car. Now, that's that external stuff that we get, we get hooked on. And, and usually God will always take care of you anyway. He knows what your needs are. He truly does. He knows what your needs. We don't need a little bit of booze and him. We don't. You just don't need it. You don't need a little bit of drugs in him. You don't need fame in him. You just don't. Why not? Because God says, the word says that you are complete in him. You and I are complete, totally complete. Might not feel like it, might not act like it, but we're taking this by faith tonight. Complete in him. For years, Ruth would always tell me, notify your face. Because we walk around like bumps on a log, like we're the worst uh, thing in the world, like we have no hope, no uh, expectations of nothing, and your name is written on the Lamb's book of life, but you look like your name is written on Satan's death book. Because it's just the way we are. We're such external people. And God says, don't you realize who's moving inside of you the power that you can just tap into? You just can't say, okay, I'm going to be better, or I'm, I'm going to get over this tough situation. You can't. But if you realize who's in you, and you are absolutely complete in him. I don't know how we could ever get that and swallow that and believe that. But that is a powerful scripture. Complete dwells in me. I am complete. I know I don't act like it, but I am. By faith, I'm complete. Just like I'm saying with Micah, I am full of power. Well, you don't look. I used to tease with Don's oldest daughter, Rachel, years ago, and we'd be just be talking to each other, and when we didn't want to hear it anymore, we'd mute each other. And it would be like this. You remember that? I think you... That means you can't stop talking. <laughs> and then, we're absolutely complete in God. To, to make full in God. I am. I, I really am. By faith, you are. You are. Now, the enemy will constantly, <clears throat> as, as soon as you, you mess up, no matter if it's mess up 1,258 this week, the enemy's quick to, <clears throat> and, and God's never, he's just like, you know, pick it up, turn around, Dust yourself off and try again. And go again. So you do. So we do. Because we're the stinking flesh. It's going to be a great day when that flesh dies away. I don't know why we fear death, but we do. But that's what's dying is that death, is that, that carnal nature. It's just leave me alone. It's going to be a great day. Matthew 4, 3 says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And he didn't. Why? Because Christ was full. I'm complete. Internally complete. We are so external, we'd have turned everything into bread. 
We had to turn the mountains, the water into drink, everything, so we could consume it on our own lust. But the Lord knew inside of him, he was totally complete, that God would take care of him. He wasn't falling to the enemy. No, I'm not going to do that because I am complete in him. And you and I sin because you think we just have to. I couldn't help myself. And it's all external stuff. It is. And we don't even realize how complete we are. The internal is far more important than the external. And it takes a lot of work to keep this external somewhat all right. Right? And not doing a whole lot of good work. It's a drag. I gotta, I'm going to have wrist problems from every medicine thing i got to open in the morning to try to keep this thing. It is true. Two of these, they're good for your vitamins. Two of these, these are good for your joints. you got to have 1,800 fish oil, so I don't know what for, but it's good for everything. It's like, gee, my knees. Just to try, that's all this. I understand it, but all that external, and the internal, we just kind of, huh? Whatever. I don't know, it's just crazy. This inter internal is so much more, so we ought to be praying like David did. Psalms 51.10, he would say, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do you understand you get filthy in the world? I'm not saying you are filthy. I'm saying you get filthy in the world. Drive your car around. Don't ever wash it. I mean, sooner or later, it's like, good grief. What happens to us inside? You just get filthy. And so David says, God, create in me a clean heart. I hope you don't have the same heart that you had when you surrendered to God. That, that heart's got to be beat up or on life support. Ask God, God, create in me a clean heart, a fresh heart, one without all the wounds that I've caused or others have caused. Whatever it is, God, give me a clean heart. David is asking far more than having his sin-stained heart washed. He already did that. This was after David fell into the flesh and, and big disappointments and all this stuff that went on in his life where he dropped the juggling thing and he just said, Oh, God, create in me. If you think you're going to serve God without ever dropping whatever you're juggling, you're kidding yourself. In fact, you're not even juggling them. I mean, they could be going up and around you. It's just God reaching behind you, trying to get you to understand you don't have to juggle nothing. Just let him go by faith. Trust me. Trust me. And you, usually it's a big crash when we finally decide to trust God. And after a while, the enemy does what? jumps in your face and you start picking them up and starting to you start juggling them again. You just can't. You just can't. David goes on in Psalms 51. He says, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgression. Remember we talked about that this morning. That's a big thing when sin takes occasion. you got to acknowledge it. You just have to acknowledge it. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. This word create, when he said create in me, he's like, God, do something new, a new heart, a newness inside of me. We can ask for that tonight. God, create in me. When I was even writing this down, I've been with Bruce off and on for years, and I've 
you know, and he would always say this. When I would say something like, um, or even when I was writing this down, I was saying, you know, God, I've asked you for a new heart so many times. And I'd hear Bruce say, so, and your point is, me, should we stop? Would you like me to try to function on my 30-year-old spiritual heart? Or would you like me to keep asking God for, I am a flubber, please, please help me. Create in me a new, something new, a nice heart. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Same word as David used, create in me a new heart. Listen, he spoke the heavens and the earth. God can just speak it tonight to you and I. God, please, you might not even hear it. You won't feel it. The lights won't flicker. And it could be done by faith. We're just going to believe it. I'm going to believe that I'm going to walk out of here full of the power of Almighty God, like Micah tells me, the word which I am to believe. That faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to come to this altar. I'm going to ask God, God, do something new inside of me. And believe it by faith. Though the enemy will rage, he'll try to keep you from coming, keep you from believing. Want you to doubt it before you hit 40. But that's the war. That's the war we're in. This is the battle. Create in me something new, God. Something new. Again and again and again. There are however many times I needed God. And that word create me, it means a divine act of bringing, look, something wonderful out of nothing. That's what God does. Renew a right spirit. Something wonderful out of nothing, God. If you can use anything, you can use me. Remember, where's it at? I'll find it. Why is this in here? Who remembers why? I got too many different answers. What? Yeah. If What did the Bible say? If you don't worship God, this will cry out. Why on earth would you want this to take your place? The rocks will cry out. This is what God said. David said, renew a right spirit within me. Do you understand? We need our spirits renewed rightly sometimes. They get out of whack. They get crazy like we talked about this morning. They get bumped off off, off, off a certain degree, and next thing you know, you're way out there in a goofy land. That word right means to be firm. God, give me a firm spirit in this. It means to be stable. Man, isn't that nice to be stable in this? Not in one day, out next week, in again, out. Be stable in this. It also means to be established. Be established so that God can bring up words, <clears throat> excuse me, his words that he had hidden in your heart. You've got to be established to get the words in there. And when all life's going crazy, he'll bring them back up to your remembrance. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not against you, God. And, you, and this is what this is what the spirit has to be um, done rightly, so that it can be fixed, established, firm, and have the scriptures in it, and it can be steadfast. They can come here and expect me to be your pastor until I drop steadfast in this. One day we're up, one day we're down, one day we're on fire, one week we're out. We need. This inner strength to be moved. We need this steadfastness that the Spirit of God brings. We must. We really do. John eleven forty says, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. That goes for what we're saying today. 
Can you believe that? Can you believe this? Are the scriptures still up behind me? It's not just something I've trumped up. You're reading it out of the Word of God up there and on your lap. And so God is saying to us tonight, can you believe it? Can you believe if I tell you you are full of the power of God just like Micah? Can you believe that? <clears throat> if you just believe, you'll see the glory of God. If you stand firm, if you become established and steadfast, I'll renew a right spirit in you. Can you believe God to do that tonight when you come to this altar, no matter what's going on? <clears throat> if you're struggling, your God's too small. I mean, really, who, who really wants to change? It should be every one of you, because we're supposed to be changing from glory to glory. You can't get to a certain level in God and camp out. You just can't. You regress. You go backwards. You can build a brand new house, and then it starts to decay. As soon as you get the key, turn in, water, smells new. Do your new car still smell new? No, we got a pumping full of juice that says new car to try to make it smell because we regress. The same thing with our walk. It's a constant climb in God. So if you want to change, 2 Corinthians 4.2 says this, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, because the flesh knows how to do that. We know how to say amen. Amen? amen. You, you proved that there. You did. Good job. But we do. We know how to say amen. We know how to carry our word. We know how to leaf through it and find certain things. And so sometimes we just got to come before God honestly. All the time, rather, I should say. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. God, I don't know why I keep falling in this, but Lord, I want to be cleansed from it. I want to be set a steadfast, strong spirit. I'm going for it again not walking in craftiness nor handling the Word of God. God wants our lives to be an open book. We have too many closed book Christians. And that's probably a good thing because we don't want other people to read you. But God is looking for some open books that people can be read, especially during the horrible times. Because you can't do it, that inner strength inside of you. Therefore, God wants us to be this open book. He wants to rid us of all this hidden sin or dishonesty, all this underhandedness, deception, and lying that comes natural to us as regular beings. Natural. You walk into Olive Garden, they don't even think you don't drink. They just bring the bottle of wine, 25 cents a glass. I mean, before we can get it out, sit down. Before we sit down, there's a bottle of wine. They just assume you're going to drink. Very rare that people don't. So you have to be willing to open yourself up to God tonight. Just be willing. It doesn't matter to me that we're sparse tonight. It's still the house of God and the word of God going forth. So if you're willing, Job says this in 11.14, If iniquity be in thy hand, put it far away, and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. Look, you're the temple. God says, don't let it dwell in here. Don't let it dwell. Get rid of it. Whatever it is from attitudes and physical things, simply says, if iniquity be in thy hand and you need 
You've got to have the Spirit of God to kind of wipe your face with that anointing for you to see the iniquity, and then God says, get rid of it. That's why we have all our calls all the time. You are in a war, an all-out war with the flesh, your own flesh, the person that looks back at you when you're trying to put your contact in. That person's your enemy. It really is. It's your enemy. This war will rage until you see Jesus face to face. That's just the way it is. You'll have victory sometimes, and then the enemy will pull the rug out of you, and you'll go in doldrums for a while, and then you'll climb back on and say, what am I doing? And That's just the, uh, just the way it is. <clears throat> okay. Ezekiel 36, 27 says, here's what we're also going to trust God to do. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. I need God to do that. I need God to put his spirit. I'm not going to tell God, God, the Holy Spirit, uh, no, no, sorry, I, I can do this on my own. Are you kidding? I mean, are, you know, even when they're little babies, they want to do that. You know, when her, my truck sits up kind of high, so when Isaac was like three, he just wants to jump out himself. I'm not, and you know what's going to happen. He's going to plant face first into the asphalt. If you go to help, I want to do it myself. But that's the way we are when we're 63. I want to do it myself. And we, just, we can't. We can't do this. God says, let me put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Why? How will I? Because I will do them through you. If you truly are willing and you let God. This again is by faith. John 14, 17 says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Look, another big devastation in our nation, and no one's getting it. Very few come forth and say, it's sin, hole in America's heart. But it's already Hollywood's done it because the way they make Batman, it's so dark, and, and guns do this. and It's just a, a dumb way because they can't see it. They can't even see the spirit of truth. You, you should be able to even tonight. Your amen should confirm, yes, I see that. I can testify to that. That's the spirit of truth doing that to you, not you. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seemeth not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. How? For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That was before the comforter came. Now he's in us. Seems like a lot of times the, the comforter dwells on our porch, not in our house. We've got to just ask him, God, please. Luke 24, 49 says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, tear you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. This is simple. The problem is, I don't know if we believe this. <clears throat> all of us. We all fall for the mood swings or the disappointments or the discouragements or the flesh wins out again. Are you kidding me? After all these years? So, that's why we have these next verses. Hebrews 4.14. <clears throat> all these issues that we have as people, because we're fragile, uh, we're made of dust, and God knows we can't handle anything. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, 
Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Whatever stumbling you, God knows and feels that. He's walked through that. And because of all that, verse 16 says, Let us even tonight again therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, man, you really are in need of help if you think you don't need to come to the throne of grace. Isn't it Paul that says in the New Testament, you have fallen from the grace of God then? How could you not think you don't need help? So God says, no problem. I've got this throne of grace. And he goes, I don't want you to come in sniffling and come boldly. Come boldly unto the throne of grace. This place where you can obtain mercy from God and find grace. You remember what grace is? God's divine ability to move upon your heart and to reflect it into your life. It's God's grace that will come upon you and you say, God, I can't, I can't do this, Lord, I keep falling. And he puts it into your life and you start walking it again. It's God doing that. God doing that through you. In America, grace is something you say before you eat. We miss the whole point of God's grace. And this is what you get at that throne of grace. You'll find grace at the throne. And I need grace. No other high priest was called great. No other high priest passed through the heavenlies. This is God. This is the king. Listen, seriously, look, let's look at me right now. Jesus ever liveth and sits where? On the right-hand side, and what's he doing? Interceding on behalf of you right now. Just listen real quiet. See if you can hear him calling out your name to God the Father. Am I stupid? This is going on. <laughs> this is amazing. He's crying out for you and I to the Heavenly Father. So how cool would it be if we join that tonight and you cry out for yourself as God's crying out for you to the Heavenly Father? God, I've got to have this inner moving of the power of God inside of me. I feel so defeated, Lord, so deflated. I've got to have this moving, God, to rise up and destroy the flesh that always trips me up and keeps me from doing and being what I want to be. And this is a continual thing. Jesus is ministering in heaven on our behalf. That should give you another reason to go on. Another reason to say, sorry, God. Thank you for telling that and reminding me that again. And off you go. Again, in God. Hebrews 7.25 says this, as we kind of wind this thing down. It says, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. 
Now I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Uttermost, God, that's really not a word I use. So you just dive in, look into it. That word uttermost means completely. It means perfectly. It means all complete. God has the ability to save me completely, perfectly. When God says, be ye perfect as I am perfect, what's that mean? Never dropping? What's that mean? Never dropping them? It means mature, realizing that you can't do this. And you just let God do it through you and with you. Wherefore, He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever liveth to make intercession for them. Uttermost, completely, perfectly. So you bring your sorry walk up to God today, down to the altar and say, God, please move inside of me again, God. Fill me with the Spirit of God. Let me have that stirring again. Do you deserve it? No. Will you get it? Yes. Yes. If you act by faith, ask by faith with an honest heart, God will do it. Then take it a step further and say, God, before I get up from this altar, give me a brand new heart. Brand new. What do you think? There is power inside of you. Listen anticipating this moment to go to work inside of you. And you could cork it up. I don't believe this. I'm not going. Or you can and let that power do its job inside of you. You can tell God, hit the road. I mean, this is, this is humanity and divinity working together. I don't know why God's done that, but that's what He's done. He wants you a free moral agent to want Him and to ask for His help and to depend upon Him. Not for you to just say, I can handle this. Especially us men are into that. But if you can come down here and just pop the cork to your heart and say, God, I'm too weak to do this. Too weak to do that. I don't have the ability to do this. But God, I'm coming by faith, believing that Godhead bodily is in me and the spirit of might and power that's on Micah can be in me, on me, by faith tonight. Believe it. Let's stand. <clears throat> Externally, we might look like a ragged bunch. You know, even in the, the Great War, Britain was coming over with their fine uniforms and their marching sharp drums. Looked great. It was that ragtag army, the Federation Army that defeated them. And sometimes we look ragtag. I know. And we march out of step. One's going up, one's going down. We just do at times, yet God will be with us. And we'll see, we'll receive glory through us. How awesome is that? Our old call is just simply come and ask God for that heart, come and ask God for that power.